Welcome to The Backpack, a podcast from Christ Community Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. On The Backpack, we want to prepare you for the journey outside where following Jesus meets real life. Hey, welcome to The Backpack. My name is DJ. I'm one of your hosts, and this is another installment of Stories from the Trail. Each week at Christ Community, as part of our regular worship, we feature stories from people in our congregation, uh, getting to hear how God brought them to faith, uh, how he's growing them, using them in their day-to-day lives, what they're learning as they follow Jesus day by day. This week, we heard from Christ Community member Ryan Gratton as he talked to us about joy and how he works to cultivate joy in Christ that sustains him at work, at home, as he goes about the rhythms of his day-to-day life. So let's listen in as Kenny sits down with Ryan and we get to hear his story. Well, good morning. So just in case you're new uh, and you're like, what, is, this, is this how they do church? Uh, this is how we worship. We, we retell stories, and this is uh, a part in our service where we pause. And uh, it's not just any story. It's the story God's writing through um, his believers, those who follow him, who have given their life. And... Uh, Honestly, those who are, are maybe not believers yet, and there's something going on in their life. And so uh, I get the privilege to sit up here with uh, my friend, Ryan Gratton. And, uh, I, I, gosh, it's been three three years. Mm-hmm. We, we met at the front doors, and then we're in community group together. But I, I have the privilege of, of sharing life with you and getting to know who you are. Uh, but can you just uh, give us a, a, a glance at who Ryan is and you know, who Christ is in, in you and just the life of Ryan? Life of Ryan. Well, that might be a long story. Uh, not that long. I'm not that old yet. I'm not as old as Kenny. He's pretty old. But uh, yeah, I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, I'm from LaGrange, so not too far from here. Uh, I was baptized at an uh, early age, like seven or eight years old. Uh, and I just rem- kind of remember thinking when I was baptized, like, why would someone not want to do life with Christ and like not want to follow this path? Uh, which is pretty cool as a child. Uh, I would say that my faith was kind of stagnant though through kind of middle school and high school years. Uh, just kind of got busy with other things. Uh, our family kind of church hopped, so I felt like I didn't get plugged into a good youth group and that kind of stuff uh, when that happened. But I kind of uh, followed God's will in my life to go to Campbellsville University. Yeah, go Tigers. Uh, but I kind of, it's kind of a God thing that I ended up there, and I ended up with a great community of leaders, a great community of uh, men who worked at the university, my football coaches, and just other people at the university kind of fed into my life. Uh, and I feel like my faith really kind of got jump-started. Uh, when I was there, I went on uh, these mission trips every spring break uh, through an organization called Sports Reach. Uh, and it's the organization that basically just uses sports to kind of uh, – relate to men and other people and try to share the gospel through that way. I think we've talked before about how men a lot of times don't open up uh, about things unless they're doing something. So if you're playing softball or volleyball or something with them, uh, they kind of open up more. And uh, we went to uh, mission trips to Florida and we went into the prisons in Florida uh, and shared the gospel uh, with the prisoners through uh, playing softball with them. Uh, which was a really cool experience. Uh, I loved it, and I think I just kind of saw if they can have faith in a place like this and just kind of have the joy they have in Christ, then I'm like, why don't I have that right now? 
So it really kind of jump-started my faith and to kind of get in that personal relationship with God. So, yep, and now we're here and doing church and that kind of stuff. And so what, this will be helpful later, what do you do uh, for your job? Yes, I am an elementary PE teacher, so I chase around munchkins all day in the gym. Uh, and, yeah, all that kind of stuff, so that's fun. So uh, if, you're, if you're curious, you're like, why am I up here? Um, your name, when it was mentioned, everybody at the table was like, oh, yes, he does know joy. Like, we see it. Uh, there's probably people in our community group can can speak for it. I see it when you're playing with my kids, like when I'm like mm-hmm. tapping out, and you're like, Uncle Ryan. And you're like, I don't know. You're like the the toddler party animal. So, oh yeah, that's um, great. That, that's you know, there's there's some secret right that, that you have, and obviously you're uh, in, through your story. It's not really a secret. It's it's who you know, um, but. In your own life, right? Like, so all the things you've been doing uh, from college till now, uh, you, you've become a father, uh, you're a husband. How do you cultivate joy? Yeah, I think uh, for me, I think you have to cultivate joy. You have to be close to the Father. You have to have that relationship. You have to be in the Word. Uh, you have to be with a group of believers that kind of think the same way. Uh, I think you see a lot of people in this world try to find joy in other areas. Uh, and try to get that through whatever it is the world tells us uh, should make you happy, and it just doesn't, and they fall short. I think that's what's different about Christians and their joy and the rest of the world. So I think, um, yeah, just kind of staying close to the Father and building that relationship. So through your rhythms, you're, you're connected to, to biblical community, those, those types mm-hmm. of things. Um, that's maybe the life of Ryan. How about as a teacher? Uh, because mm-hmm especially right we've, we've gone through the pandemic it's been hard it's it's changed how teaching was and and even how it is now um how do you sustain joy in in that area as again you're with little munchkins right? mm-hmm. like there's this ex, just extreme amount of energy right how do, how do you do that through the the physical and the emotional drain that, that comes through the day how do you cultivate that joy and keep that joy yeah, that was something I didn't really figure out until I became a teacher. Uh, I feel like uh, you kind of have to look at, I try to look at my job as a mission field. I feel like you kind of have to do that. You can't share the gospel per se with these kids. But uh, a lot of the kids I teach, they come from uh, families and situations where they don't have a lot of joy all the time. Uh, so I try to make it a point, And being a PE teacher, I kind of get the opportunity where they kind of like my class. So uh, I kind of uh, try to be that joy for them and that light when they're at school and that kind of stuff when they don't have it all the time. So just kind of loving on them every day and just looking at it as a mission field. And I feel like if I didn't look at it as a mission field, I wouldn't be able to have the energy I do to do it every day. I feel like it'd be draining. So. Well, I appreciate that as someone who doesn't like to run. Um, there's other things that you can do as a creative PE teacher to make it enjoyable. School just wasn't my thing. So thank you for being that, that type of teacher. Um, but it, like many people in the room, right, maybe you're not a teacher, you have your job, but we also have like our responsibilities as a husband and as a, a father. And as a new father, uh, you're experiencing the uh, exhaustion of a, of a wee one. So how, uh, there in that place, how do you keep joy? How do you bring it to the house? Yeah, um, when you, when I got this question from uh, you this weekend the one thing I really thought about is I had a great example of this growing up and my dad uh, he worked in factories his whole life he's a hard worker 
long, always worked long, weird hours, but uh, every time he showed up at night, he was, oh, he came in with a smile on his face. Uh, he was always ready to play. I remember a lot of times I would just like walk around with his baseball glove all day and wait for him to get home, and he'd get there, hey, Dad, here's your baseball glove. And he didn't have to take that time to uh, uh, play with me or whatever. He could have decompressed, sat on the couch, did whatever he wanted to do. But he, I can't remember one time he ever turned down to go throw ball with me or to go push me on the swing set or something like that. And I think that really just kind of set a culture in our family that we were joyful people because he was kind of that leader of it. And uh, he always gave that effort. So just making that choice. And yeah. I, and, I, and I would say, like, right now with uh, Lila, she's one month old. She's not throwing baseball or anything yet. But I think it's just coming, uh, coming home and just being there for her. And I'm still learning that, uh, but just kind of coming home and doing what she needs me to do as a father and Sarah as a wife and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, you do a great job of it. You bring it to community group. You, uh, you definitely convict me to be a lot more joyful. <laughs> Um, so maybe speak some wisdom into me, uh, and for everybody listening to this story, uh, we're starting a series called Thieves of Joy, mm-hmm. you know, things that steal our joy. Um, how do you, in your life, what are some things that you, rhythms or, uh, guards that you set up that when you feel your joy being stolen or, or maybe minimal, minimized, um, what do you do? Well, what do you do, uh, when, when life gets too heavy, things are overwhelming, um, what reminders do you have mm-hmm. to help sustain that? Yeah, I think for me, it was kind of, I'm st- still kind of learning it. I feel like this is something that uh, not every day I come home, I'm a joyful person. I think uh, having those healthy boundaries of work and home and everything, uh, I think a thief of joy for me, uh, I was kind of thinking back, is I've, sometimes I feel like, sorry for myself or self-pity because how busy I am or how hard I have to work at something. Uh, and luckily, I have a great wife who'll call me out on that, and that kind of helps a lot too. But uh, You've learned as a husband, I see. Yes, I've learned as a husband, yes, over the years. Uh, yeah, but I think just trying to set up those healthy boundaries of, hey, this is the time I'm with my family, and I need to be joyful, and I need to be present with them, and this is time to do this, and this is time to do that. So. Yeah people and community and just those rhythms that continue to push you towards the Father. Like you said, right. if I don't know him, I don't know joy. So I, I, I want to you know, personally just thank you for always being that reminder in my own life, uh, for sharing life with me. Uh, it's a privilege to call you a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I want to pray for, for you. I want to pray for our time. I want to uh, pray for what we're about to celebrate. And um, man, just give thanks to Jesus who's the joy giver. So if you guys will pray with us. Father, as we caught a glimpse of your storytelling uh, through Ryan's life. I just I pray that the joy that he speaks of, uh, the joy that only comes through the Father, uh, is something that draws all of our attention. Uh, whether we're in this room and we don't know the Father, um, and we're desiring joy, the, the things of this world have let us down. Um, may that story be something that, that pulls that person to you. Um, and, and for those in the room, that we do know that joy, but um, just like the song, it's deep down and and we just we feel like we've lost it. Let us be reminded that it's there as long as we turn our eyes to the Father. And, um, and let's celebrate uh, right now a, a baptism, a, a renewing of life, a gift that you've given us that's a reflection of what you did on the cross. And it's in your son's name we pray. Amen.
Hey, DJ again. Thanks for listening to our story from the trail this week. And as you reflect on it, ask yourself, how is God writing your story right now, right here? What's your next step? And how can what you've heard today help you in taking it as you follow Jesus in faith? Whatever it looks like, grab your backpack and we'll see you out on the trail. Thanks for listening to The Backpack, a production of Christ Community Church. The Backpack is hosted by DJ Williams, Daniel Bright, and Josiah Ward. You can learn more about Christ Community Church at loveshelbyville.com.